You are listening to a message from Covenant Christian Center, New York City, with Pastor Bayou Isan. Be blessed as you listen. Hearing the word that the Lord is saying unto you, it says, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, he moved with what? Godly fear. That's his fear and trembling. He moved with godly fear. He was reverent to that word that God gave to him. He prepared an ark for the saving of this house. He was saved. He heard the word of the Lord. He did what the Lord, he heard the sayings of Jesus and did them. So when the floods came, great was not his fault. The floods lifted him up, whereas the world was destroyed. It says God will not spare those who are not paying attention to his voice. That's what we're entering into now. This is a time of the manifestation of the kingdom of God. And only those who are seeking a revelation of those mysteries will experience the power that God wants to release. It says he prepared an ark for the saving of his household. He built a house for the saving of his household, for his life and all that he possessed. By which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. This is how you become an inheritor of the righteousness which is according to faith. uh, By receiving a revelation of things not yet seen. Because that is faith. This is the path of righteousness. The righteousness which is of faith. Don't say in your heart, am I going to ascend or who's going to descend? Says the word is near thee. In your heart and in your mouth. It's about receiving the instruction and the command of God. Look at the life of Abraham. The Bible says, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive an inheritance. He went out not knowing where he was going. All he did was walk in obedience to the voice of God. Amen. He didn't have a scripture. God just spoke and he followed. He didn't know where he was going. God just said move and he moved. It says, by faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign land. (laughs) Every land can become a land of promise even if it's a foreign land if you are listening to the voice of God. Amen. It says he will give you the land in which you are strangers. Many of us are scattered from where we came from. Amen. It says he will give you that land but you have to hear his voice. Dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob. The heirs with him of the same promise. But what was he waiting for? What was he seeking God for? Says he was seeking and waiting for the city which had what? Foundations. Whose builder and maker is God. His focus was upon the Lord. Show me how you want me to build. The city that had foundations. A rock that would never be moved. Abraham functioned by revelation. Such that when people came against him, they were defeated because he was walking in obedience to the voice of God. If he went into battle, he would win because he was walking in obedience to the voice of God. Whatever he did prospered because he was walking in obedience to the voice of God. When somebody took his wife, God told that one in a dream, if you don't want to die tonight, return that man's wife. That is, Abraham like, half a lie. This is my sister, which she was. But it was deception. Because he wasn't being sincere. But God 
because this was a man that was following the voice of God, warned him, this is a prophet, better let go. That is, God will fight for you if you are walking in obedience to the voice of God. And God will resist you if you are walking in disobedience to his voice. God resists the proud. He only gives grace to who? The humble. Those who will receive his word with humility and meekness. That is, you pay attention. Your attention is more to God's word. What is the Lord saying to me than any other thing? Says wisdom. Nothing you desire can be compared to her. And wisdom comes from the lips of God. Wisdom cometh from above. Says God will give to everyone who desires it. He, he, he gives wisdom without fault finding. Without reproach. If you truly desire his wisdom, he will give it to you. He's not a partial God. Give some wisdom and give others none. If you sincerely ask, he will give it. And the wisdom that comes from above is first of all what? Pure. It will correct your motives if you're asking for the wrong thing. That is, if we are asking him with the wrong intent, he says his wisdom is first of all pure. It will cleanse you. It will set you in the right path. That's why I'm never afraid of asking God for anything. Because even if I'm asking him with hidden motives that even me myself I'm not aware of. Amen. I know that when God's wisdom comes, God sends it without fault finding. His wisdom is first of all pure. He says, turn at my reproof. Then will I pour my wisdom into you. He will correct me. If I'm sincere. If I'm genuine in my seeking of God and his will. This is why the scripture says, it is time for judgment to begin in the house of God. So if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? So as if the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and the sinner appear? That is, hey, need to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Do not take it for granted. Do not take it for granted. Look at Moses. It says when he came of age in Hebrews 11, verse 24, he refused to be, this shows you what the of his heart was. It was for God and not for nothing else, regardless of what he had accomplished in the flesh. Says by faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. That is, he was relinquishing all the advantages he had from being in the palace of Pharaoh. He was relinquishing that wealth. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. Today we'll say, ah, maybe he's not in the spirit. He doesn't know God has put him in that place for such a time as this. No, we just use scriptures to our own fleshly desires. And not according to the voice of God. He said he chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasure in Egypt. So many people are so desirous of the treasures in Egypt. The treasures in the world. That is if the Lord said leave all that and go and live a John the Baptist kind of life. They would not hear heaven. Because they have been sold to such pleasures. You won't hear clearly what the Lord is saying to you. Because you are bound. You are earth bound. Instead of heaven bound. Your affections are, are on the earth. And not seeking the things that are coming from above. The wisdom that coming from above. The word of the voice of God descending upon us from above. 
says, for he looked to the reward. By faith, he forsook Egypt. He gave it up. Not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is what? Invisible. His focus was on the things not yet seen. His focus was on the invisible things of God. The Bible says hope that is seen is not hope. Why do you hope for what you can't see? The hope that God gives is something you cannot see. Faith is the substance of that hope. When God's word is giving you an expectation that is not yet seen. Faith, what he says to you is the substance of that hope. You won't be struggling to say, I believe, I believe. That is when God reveals it, he deposits in you that evidence, the assurance of what he is saying. You are not trying to psych yourself by saying it a thousand and one times that it is true. Because God said it, it is true. Regardless of what anybody might say. So the key is to hear what the Lord is saying. Peter was in the boat, had toiled all night, caught nothing. Then the Lord said, cast your net for a catch. The word of the Lord came to him. What did he do? After all night, I caught nothing. Never, he was smart. <laughs> Nevertheless, at your word, I would do the same thing I was doing all night long. The activity did not change. What changed was he received the revelation of God's word. And what did happen? He caught so much fish, he had to call other people. That is the blessing of God. It will be too much for you. Alone, you will be calling people to come and partake. That is, you will not, you will not say, ah, it is not enough for me. No, it will be so much that you yourself, you know it's obscene to try and keep it all. You will call others to partake. That is the blessing of the Lord. He will so bless you, you have to call others to come and partake. Says, that is when his blessing comes, there will not be room enough for you to receive it all. But it all happens when you hear the voice of the Lord. Not the voice of a stranger. Not your own self. The voice of the Lord. Mark 8.36 says, For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? That is anything that you might gain the whole world. It's, it's, not, it's not more precious than your soul. And the thing that saves your soul is the word of God. What the Lord is saying to you transforms you is what the Lord is saying to you. You have to ask God, open my ears to hear what you are saying to me. If I have been disobedient and rebellious, forgive me. Have mercy upon me. Remove the wax. Open my ears to hear morning by morning so that I can speak according to your word. So that I can walk according to your word. So that my path is enlightened by your word. So that my body is quickened by your word. He sent his word and healed all your diseases. So that I experience healing according to your word. So that I am revived. Revival takes place in accordance to that word that is sent from heaven. Look at what happened to Jonah when he disobeyed the voice of God. He ended in the way. That is, people have to say, that is, people that are in that disobedience and you bring them near you, you will experience the storm that they are carrying. And said, oh, just throw me out. Throw me overboard if you want peace. Because he was walking in disobedience to God's word. And not until he responded in obedience to God's word. Said, I observed lying vanities. I have forsaken your mercy. God speaks from above the mercy seat. 
The blood of Jesus is what qualifies us to hear, not because of anything we have done, because of what Christ has done. It says, what will a man give in exchange for his soul? It says, for whoever is ashamed of me and my words, in this adulterous sin tradition, son of man also will be ashamed when he comes in glory, in the glory of his father with the holy angels. That's, will you be ashamed? That is what I've told you to do. Will you cause you to be ashamed? That, that is, the, Jesus will take you to do some things that people will be wondering. Are you ashamed to follow me? Are you ashamed to contradict something that you might even have said before? To be true. It's not about you. It's about him. It's not about people. He said you live your life not for the will of men, but for the will of God. Let's look at Paul. Philippians 3, 7. He says, what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Indeed, also counts all things loss. That's the mindset. I've counted all things. I've lost everything. I, I, I give up everything in the flesh for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. He was paying attention to the word of God. That is, he was ready to lose anything, even his life, for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. He says, I count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. That is, I'm seeking a righteousness that comes through faith in Christ. I want to be an heir of the righteousness of God, which is faith, just as I was. Walking in obedience to what the Lord commanded me to do. Not my own righteousness, which is according to the law. Remember when Paul said that he was preaching to the Jews. God did not send him to the Jews. God sent him to the Gentiles. I was preaching and preaching, and when he got frustrated, said, I leave you. I'm turning to the Gentiles. And that's when you began to see miracles happen in the ministry of Paul. That's where transformation began to take place in the lives of people. Because he, it's not about preaching, prophesying in your name. It's prophesying in your name to the people that you've sent me to. Amen. Otherwise, Jesus too would have said to him, I knew you not. Depart from me, ye who practice lawlessness. You are not functioning according to the law that was proceeding out of my mouth, but according to your own law, according to the way you thought the scriptures were interpreted. Scripture is not by private interpretation. The Lord himself, by his spirit, will tell you what you need to do. It says, faith in the righteousness which comes from God, it says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. That is, I have suffered the loss of all things for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ. He, the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So we need to pay attention to the, to the voice of God. How does a Christian faith differ from every other faith? They, they, all have, they all have their own Bibles. They all have their own scriptures. They have their religious books. What's the difference? We serve a God that speaks. Amen. We serve a God that speaks to us. We have a God that wants to give unto us, in, put his wisdom in our heart, in the inward parts of our being, as he speaks to us. We have a God that wants to talk to us, spirit to spirit. Amen. 
He wants to reveal. Says this, the carnal man cannot receive. The natural man cannot receive the things of God. For they are what? Spiritually discerned. They are spiritually discerned. God wants to separate the sheep from the goats. My sheep hear my voice. The goats do not. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 25. I shared this last week. It says, if we abandon the salvation, it says, if they did not escape, it says, we also will not escape. Hebrews Verse 12, chapter 12, verse 25 says, See that you do not refuse him who speaks. Amen. For if they did not what? Escape. Here it is again. If they did not escape, they didn't escape. He says, If you forsake that for salvation, if they did not escape, who refused him who spoke on earth? Much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from where? From heaven. Seek the things that are above. Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. It says we will not escape if we forsake him that is speaking from where? From heaven. When he spoke on the earth, said the people that refused to obey him, they did not escape. Destruction was their portion. Darkness is what they experienced. It says now, he's taking it higher. It says do not refuse him who speaks from heaven. Oh, how am I going to hear from heaven? He's giving you the Holy Spirit. Amen. To guide you into the knowledge of truth. That, and that knowledge of truth will set you free from whatever is holding you down. It's all about, that is, is our prayer. Not, hey, God, bless this and I'm being blessed. No, 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 God. Just give me your word. Reveal unto me that which you have prepared for me. What is your instruction? I, all my plans, I cast them upon you. I cast those cares. Upon you, for I know you care for me. Just reveal unto me what I have not even let imagined for myself. God says, call upon me. He says, pick up your phone. Call upon me. Dial heaven's number. He says, I will answer. It won't be engaged. And I will tell you great and mighty things that what? You do not know. What you think you know. He says, forget it. I, that is why I am God. I will tell you great and mighty things that you do not know. Do not refuse him who speaks from heaven. Hey. It says, begin to call upon me. It says, he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of who? Them that diligently seek him. He wants that fellowship. It says, whose voice then shook the earth? But now he has promised, saying, Yet once more, I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. That is, my voice shook the earth then. I caused things to shake. I turned things upside down. It says, I am promising again, I'm going to shake not only the earth, but also heaven. All the systems that you thought you knew and believed, I'm going to shake them. It says, Now, this once more, indicates the removal of things that are being shaken. That is, when I speak, I'm going to remove things that are being shaken. Anything, the only thing that will not shake is that which is born of my word. The removal of things that are shaken, the man that built his house upon the sand, says, he didn't hearken to my voice. When I visited, it was removed. 
yet once more indicates the removal, what God wants to do, the removal of things that are being shaken as of things that are made. The Bible says God takes away the thing, the first, which is the things made with hands, so that the things which cannot be shaken may remain, things made without hands. Talking about born of the Spirit. Ishmael had to be removed for Isaac to flourish. One was a product of the flesh. The other was born of the spirit. Amen. The first temple went, which was made with hands. God is now abiding in temples made without hands. The Bible says about the kingdom of God in the book of Daniel that this mountain that became the greatest it was, it was first a, it was a hand. It was without hands. A, a rock was carved that now became a great mountain. That is what we want to produce in our lives are the things that are made without hands. That are born of the spirit. That are brought by the word of God. God plants his word in our hearts and we give birth to it through intercessory prayer and travail. You give birth to the seed that God has deposited on the inside of you. You work out your salvation. You give birth to it. Says, therefore, says, in removal of things that are being shaken as of things that are made, so that the things which cannot be shaken can remain. My prayer is, God, anything that can be shaken in my life, let it shake. Remove it. So that the things which cannot be shaken can remain. That is, I don't care whether I'm attached to it. That is shake whatever needs to be shaken. Let's, and that happens when you hear the voice of God. The voice of God will produce that. Because when you what God reveals what he wants to do and you begin to declare it, you begin to prophesy, things that need to go will go. So that that which needs to remain will remain. And God himself will show you that the things that you think should remain are actually not things that should remain. They are things that are of the flesh. Which you have, you've, Convinced yourself are of the spirit. Because when God shakes, you know, it's like an earthquake. Whatever is not on the rock will move, whether you like it or not. It says, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, we read that kingdom when we hear the voice of the Lord. Since we are received, why said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these other things that everybody is chasing after will be added unto you. Let that not be your focus. Seek to hear what the Lord is saying to you. It says, we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken. Which happens when we hear the voice of the Lord. It says, from this point, let us have grace by which we may serve God with reverence and godly fear. That is, our service to God by grace is only when we hear his voice. Noah was able to serve God in the building of that ark because he paid attention to what the Lord was saying. And salvation was wrought in his life and in all his whole household because he walked in obedience to that which was not yet seen. Said God gave him a kingdom. Says he served him with reverence and godly fear. He, was, he moved with godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. He would destroy anything that is not of him. Amen. Isaiah 40 says it. From verse 6, he says, what shall I cry? The voice said, cry out. What shall I cry? All flesh is grass. And all its loveliness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers. The flower fades. 
all the glory of man will fade. All the treasure of man will fade. All the wealth of man will fade. Why? Because the breath of the Lord blows upon it. That's what it says here. That it is the Lord that will blow upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades away. But it is the word of our God that stands forevermore. We must pay attention to this salvation. We must receive the implanted word of God. Without filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. Let go of anything that is ungodly. Let go of anything that is contrary. It says, it is he that ordereth his conversation or his conduct aright. Will I show my salvation? You want to see the salvation of God? Behave properly. Walk in line. It says, be holy for I am holy. Walk in love so that you can see. He that abideth in love abideth in the light. He that does not operate in love. No matter, it's love. Jesus said, I loved you so much. I laid down my life. I was ready to die. I was ready to take the reproach, the insults, the flogging. I took all the insults. Why? Because I chose to abide in his love. So that I could see properly. Amen. I will end with this scripture. Haggai, chapter 1, from verse 4. So important. Don't neglect this salvation, which starts by hearing, but is fulfilled by doing. Walking in obedience to the voice of the Spirit. We'll continue from this next week. That's why the focus of our fast is hearing from God. That is that's the focus, to receive light from above. Because one, one word from God will transform the rest of our lives. David's life was transformed from shepherd boy to king from one prophetic word. He didn't seek for riches. It came by that prophetic word. Amen. He was given a kingdom by that prophetic word. He wasn't pursuing wealth. It came by that prophetic word. Haggai chapter 1 from verse 4 says, Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses? You are focusing on yourself. And this temple to lie in ruins. Remember, the temple of God is not a building anymore. It is the people of God. We are the garden of the Lord. We are God's house. It says, Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Begin to judge yourself so that you will not be judged. Ask the Lord, try me, prove me, correct me, remove from me secret thoughts and errors I do not understand. Because you desire to follow him, to hearken unto his voice. It says, consider your ways. You have sown much and bring in little. That you are doing so much, but it's yielding very little for you. You are trying, trying, trying. You think it's the devil, but it is the Lord. Amen. Because once you're in walking obedience to the Lord, the devil has, he can't come near you. It is only when we're in disobedience that the enemy gains a foothold. Says, you have so much and bring in little. You eat, but you do not have enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages, you're working. It's not as if you're not working. He who earns wages, earns wages to put it into a bag with what? Holes. Those holes are called bills. That is, you continue with point, 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 point into that bag. It's just leaking. You, have, you don't have enough for yourself. You don't have enough to say, oh, I'm giving to this other person. Says, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. When you are sowing much, I'm going to consider your ways. 
Are you hearing what I'm telling you to do? Are you building according to that which is unseen? Or are you building according to your own will, your own way, your own plans? There is a way that cement right unto a man. It says the end thereof is destruction. It says go up to the mountains. Come up to Mount Zion. To the city of the living God. To hear him who speaks from heaven. Go up to the mountain of the temple that take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. You looked for much, but it did, it came to little. And when you brought it home, he says, what did I do? I blew it away. Amen. No, you don't want to say amen. <laughs> says, when you brought it home, I, the Lord God, blew it away. All flesh is as grass, and the glory of man is as the flower of grass. Says the grass withers, the flower fades away because the breath of the Lord blows upon it because it was not born. You are focusing on yourselves, you are focusing on your own glory instead of the glory of the Lord. Your desire is not for the glory of the Lord to be made manifest. It's not about you, it's about Him. You looked for much, but it indeed came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. I. Why, says the Lord of hosts, because of my house that is in ruins, while every one of you runs to his own house. It is your own things, not the things of the Lord. It is your own things. Since you earn wages, you put it into a bag with holes. Therefore, the heavens above you withhold the dew. And the earth withholds fruit. The earth will not. It is only those who are willing and obedient that will eat the fruit of the land. For I, the Lord, called for a drought on the land and the mountains, on the grain and the new wine and the oil, on whatever the ground brings forth, on men and livestock, and on all the labor of your hands. Why? You're not hearkening to the voice of the Lord. You're not building according to what the Lord was saying to them. They were doing their own things, even though it might appear religious to those on the outside. They were building a house upon the sand because they were not obeying the sayings of Jesus. As we be, that's why the scripture says, let the church hear what the spirit is saying. Amen. It says today, and we'll continue from this thing, today, if you will hear his voice, it says there's a day that he called today. There's a season called today. We're in that time. Because God wants to bring us into his rest. But it says it starts by today, if you will hear his voice. It says, do not rebel. Don't be stubborn. Seek to hear what the Lord is saying unto you. That's the focus of our fast. To hear what the Lord is saying to us as individuals. To hear what the Lord is saying to us as an assembly, as a church. To hear what the Lord is saying to us, city, and for the nation where we dwell. Because you are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world. So we have a responsibility. It is not just to ignore what is happening around us. Our responsibility as the church, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. If the world is in darkness, it's because the light is not shining. The church is a governmental, but I'm not going to go into this, but it's the senate, it's ecclesia, decision makers. We determine what happens in the city. If things are going chaotic, it's because the church is not shining as the light it should be. Praise the Lord. We need to hear the voice of God more than anything in the world. More than what you might desire. You need to hear the voice of God so that your desires are in line with the will of God. 
Amen. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we give you thanks for your word. And I ask that you cause this word to take root in the lives of your people. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Covenant Christian Center, NYC. Join us every Sunday, 10 a.m. in the Royal Theater at the Producers Club, 358 West 44th Street, New York. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Covenant Christian Center, NYC. Stay blessed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ.